0: What is up? I'm Velvet Sky. And I'm Angelina Love. And And we are the beautiful beautiful people. people. And you're listening to Live and in Color with Wolfie
1: D. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Live
2: and In Color with Wolfie D. I'm Wolfie D, and I got my co-host with me, Jimmy Street. Today, we're going to be doing uh, some watch-alongs that you guys requested that I watch and talk about. Uh, the first one's going to be AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe versus Christopher Daniels. The second one uh, is from the original ECW with Jamie Dundee taking on Chris Candido. Not sure why I wasn't there. I looked at the dates and I'm like, I don't know why I wasn't there on that show, but I think Jamie went up for like one extra show that I never did because that was after Hardcore Heaven 97, which was really our last match there. Gotcha. But it's hey, great. What's up, Jimmy?
1: What's up, brother? So, man, I guess the biggest news right now the current affairs at the top of the show is your weekend at the squared circle expo man tell us all about it i'm excited to hear this
2: man what a great time i had and my stomach is still sore from laughing that was the (laughs) funnest convention man i swear just seeing you know the guys that i haven't seen in so long it was a weekend of war stories that were absolutely hilarious james storm told me the absolute greatest rib i've ever heard in the wrestling business now there might you know maybe something i haven't heard or something but this is classic, and I would love to tell it, but there's no way I can do it justice. I can't tell it like James told it, and I talked to him somewhere in the future, and I'm going to spring this on you, because this gave me an idea, because I heard so many funny stories. We're going to do an episode, folks, in the future of Just Ribs, stories from some of my my guys, man, that can tell some of the funniest stories and jokes that have been played on uh, the other guys, you know, and I'm telling you, James had a classic one. Al Snow told me a really funny one uh Shane Douglas I mean there uh JBL god I just there's so many that were just absolutely hilarious just funny stories man and that's that's what I want to do but besides that It was a great convention, man. Uh, Shout out to Ed Gonzalez, who put the thing together, the Squared Circle Expo. Uh, Shout out to him. Man, he took great care of everybody. They had volunteers that would, you know, get you whatever you wanted. It was set up good. It wasn't a clusterfuck. And and it was a great turnout, you know. And they had a show Saturday night. I kind of stepped in for a second to watch just a little bit of it. But, I mean, obviously, the the house was good because there was thousands of people throughout the weekend. So, obviously, the house was good. Yeah. A lot of uh, AEW fans were there, um, gotcha. and and I'll tell you, man, I, that you know we talked about uh, Dan Housing on here. That kid's man, and, and I said this. I had dinner uh, Saturday night. It was me, James Storm, Road Dogg, and and Michelle, and uh, we had dinner. And and I said that to them. I said, man, that kid's over because when he walked in, he was the only person on the weekend that I saw. That like when he walked to his table, they were popping for him like he was his entrance to his table, they were popping for him. Wow. And I said, uh, I told road dog, I said, man, that kid's over. And, but he said, see, and this is where just, you know, being an Armstrong life in the business where he kind of, he educated me real quick and said something that made so much sense to me, man. He said, he's popular. He's not over. And that was like, Yes, you're absolutely correct. You are absolutely Boom. correct. You know, because over is like the rock, stone cold. They believe you can whip people's ass. This kid's right. popular. He's popular. Right. And we did agree on one thing. Cause I said, I said, man, they can either do this guy really good or fuck it so bad, depending on who's booking that. I said, cause they don't need to let him wrestle. And he immediately said, I agree. I totally yeah. agree with that. And so did James. Yeah. So that was a little discussion. Just, there was, there was things like that throughout the weekend, uh, Ted DiBiase. I, I'm going to try to get either you or I can post the pictures from the weekend on the Live in Color site, uh, all the you know social media that we have, so that people can see some of the things I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, there's actually yeah. pictures of James Storm telling that story uh, that were taken while he was telling. You can see how hard me and Shane Douglas were laughing. But uh, at any rate, you know, been in this business since uh, uh, late 1989 is when I started getting trained. I have never. Cross paths with Ted DiBiase and Ted DiBiase is part of my childhood. You know what I'm saying? Ted oh, yeah. DiBiase could go. I love the million dollar man. And uh, we were, like I said, having dinner and he was actually a few tables over. Um, and when he got ready to leave, he tapped me on the shoulder and he said, you guys having a good time over here? Cause now think we've been telling the stories that I'm kind of telling you, we were talking about all that and we were cracking. I mean, I know we were loud, nobody was drinking and we were just cracking up, man, just sharing the old stories. And he said, you guys having a good time or something? And I said, (laughs) yes, sir. I said, just telling old war stories. Um, road dog had already paid and left at that time, right before that. So it was just me and James and Michelle. And, uh, I said, look, man, I said, I've been in this business 30 years and I have never crossed your path. I've worked for Vince. I've worked for them. I said, and I've never crossed your path. And I said, you're part of my childhood. And I said, it used to be taboo back in the day. I said, but it ain't no more. So will you take a picture putting me in the million? I said, actually, I said, will you take a picture of me putting me in the Cobra, uh, the million dollar dream? I didn't do it on purpose. (laughs) Did not do it on purpose, but he didn't sell it. But anyway, i kind of was like, fuck. But, uh, so (laughs) He puts me in the million dollar dream, and I have a picture that uh, is is awesome to me. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh yeah. Well, I'm going to try to collect all of them and put them on the uh, page. Awesome. For awesome. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah.
2: Just things like that, man. Uh, things from the past. It was a great convention. Again, shout out to uh, Ed Gonzalez for having me and uh, the fans that came to see me.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, you know, I was hoping it was a good time for you because, you know, I know you were looking forward to it. Uh, The cool thing that I noticed is just it seemed like the brotherhood. Oh, yeah. Your brotherhood was there. You know, I know Jamie wasn't there, but, you know.
2: Here's another thing that I noticed,
1: and I don't want to. I
2: may be going a little too far here, but this is, this is what we do. So (laughs) I just got this feeling because you know how, when I, when, when you, me and you are talking about new stuff versus old stuff, you know, what side I'm on and I try not to be too harsh on the new stuff. But what I figured out while I was at this convention is I am not alone. Oh my God. It's the same thing. We all say the same shit about the (laughs) new stuff. It's like, they don't make any sense, but you can't tell them nothing, and they, I mean, it's kind of changed, and there's nothing we can really do about it. But at the same time, when I said I peeped my head in to watch a bit of that show, Shane was working. Shane Douglas was working, uh, some uh, kid that I don't know who it was, no disrespect, right. but did a old-school-ass finish and had the people with him, you know what I'm saying? And uh, that's the bottom line, man and it's not yeah. because stone code said so it's because that's right. the way it is man it's just, right. you know god if you can entertain if you can tell a story in the ring you can you can uh, you can keep them with you man and you know these guys it's the same thing it's the same thing i now know that i'm not alone and i may not run right. back as much as i used to
1: hey so, i love it go. Yeah, even more. I didn't know you were holding back. Oh, animals. well, I mean, so, I
2: don't want to, I don't want to bury those guys because sure. I'm sure they're sure. good dudes and whatnot, but sure, God, man, it's like, they're taking it to this level that I don't. I don't know if it can last like that. I really don't, but I don't
1: know. I get, I get what you're saying totally. And that makes sense, but that's funny that you're going to let go now. <laughs> <That> <laughs> was right. like, I thought you already were. Well, right, anyway, right, right. well, that's cool, man. I'm, I'm so excited. First off, I'm excited for this show that we've got coming up with these two matches that we're about to watch. But the other thing is, is I'm excited, man, that you are out there. Wolfie D is in the wrestling business. He is still in this. So, yeah. you know, podcast or convention or, or, or wrestling event, whatever it is, he is in the business. So like it or lump it, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So anyway, well, on with the show, then let's, let's get to these matches here, man. I, you know, I'm just so excited about today. I decided to throw this at you. I said, Wolfie, we've got our two favorite shows consistently. You know, obviously when we have the hall of famers on and your old buddies from Memphis, that's our big shows. Of course, we're going to have big shows with them, but really when it comes down to it, it's live in color with Wolfie D. And so people love the shows that are based around Wolfie D. We, it took us a minute to realize that too, right? Like we were,
2: Oh, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why they <laughs> D talk about some off the wall shit as they would, you know, Coco or, bushwhacker
1: or, or kevin uh, sullivan or anybody you know <laughs> people we've had some
2: really good guests on here that i thought you know hey they'd love to hear that more but in actuality what we've figured out is a lot of the shows that are just about me or just me the watching matches or whatever you guys seem to like those more and that's completely humbling to me i don't i really don't know why but whatever we want to give you what you want so uh,
1: yeah Yeah. So, so, so basically I came to you, I said, Wolfie, I got an idea on this. You know, your two favorite shows are ask Wolfie anything. Those are consistently our highest numbers and the watch along. So for, for, you know, you guys love to hear Wolfie's reactions to matches And, and it's been to this point, your matches or, your favorite matches as a kid, the Wolfie's childhood memories series. But I came to Wolfie, I said, what if we just did something here? And so I put it out there on our social media, ask Wolfie to watch. So basically the idea behind it was, is that, you know, somebody who's like an up and coming wrestler would say, Hey, I really want Wolfie D to watch my show and we'll put you over on the podcast, you know, but that didn't really happen. People said, Okay, in a different perspective, a lot aren't wrestlers, so what they did is they sent us matches for you to watch, and the cool thing is, is there's some of these matches that I would have never picked for you to watch, but the more that I think about it, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on them.
2: You know what, man, and I think the reason is, let me address this, I think yeah. we haven't gotten, uh, say, wrestlers to send in anything is because they, for fear of me burying them on this show. and. Well. and- <laughs> not what i'm about now if you're the, if you're the drizzling shits i'm gonna laugh at you if you're decent and whatnot man and and i know where you are in your career years experience, who trained you all that stuff i can give you some advice if i see something that's garbage or or you know put you over for things that are good and here's the other thing if it works out man we might bring you on to watch the match along with me absolutely uh, well you know don't be scared i, I yeah. swear i do it is. They're scared of going to
1: bury him. <laughs> yeah, well, and I mean, that's understandable, especially if you're not confident in the position that you're in. And that makes sense, you know, because I would be. Got to have
2: confidence if you're going to be a wrestler. No, you can't be scared like that, you
1: know? Yeah. Because even if you do suck, having someone like Wolfie D and of Wolfie D's length of service as a veteran, you know, I've always believed in iron sharpens iron. You know what I'm saying? So I actually listened to our podcast back after we recorded. Mm. A, a million times I'm editing it I'm producing it and yeah. then i'm I, and then I'm actually listening to it when it drops and then I send it to my friends that are podcasters themselves or yeah. people that listen to podcasts because I want to hear their opinion on what we're doing because I want us to be better and the only way we do that to get better is by you know iron sharpening iron if you listen to the first episode, <laughs> And this episode, I hope you hear a much better overall reaction because we've finally tuned this bad boy. Same thing (laughs) with you as a pro wrestler. If you're starting out, the best way to do it is get with a veteran. Now, I know Wolfie can't always peek through that curtain, but everybody's got a YouTube match nowadays. You know what I mean? Um, you know, anyway, so ask Wolfie to watch, we're going to do a series of matches. We've actually got enough for two episodes, but I'm going to start putting out that image on our socials. Again, we got some from Twitter. We got some from Instagram. We got some from Facebook, a little surprised. We didn't get more than one on Facebook, but Hey, maybe it was just a weird time. But the one thing that I want to bring up that we've never actually brought up on the show before I was looking through the analytics of our podcast. So our podcast platform that carries our show they allow you to break down like demographic. They allow you to break down where you are in the world, where, you know,
3: where the what, listeners are.
1: Yeah. What you listen to it on. So if you listen to it, Apple, or you listen to it on Android or whatever, I can find that info out. And it helps us find advertisers like our manscaped Wolfie 20% off <laughs> code no, Wolfie.
2: Don't even have to buy the whole thing expensive package you can buy the cheapest stuff just if you want to help us out they're brought on now jimmy i mean we could tell them they're actually the trial run at the beginning and enough of you uh used code wolfie to get us a deal with them and and gosh we thank you because now we've got our first big time sponsor so that's great and that's because of you guys you helped us out absolutely is is you to share this. We need more listeners. And then we also need you to keep using code Wolfie on Manscaped.
1: And like he said, you can buy deodorant and guys don't have swamp ass. That ball <laughs> deodorant is real deal. If you are like me and you're above 250, sometimes <laughs> I know y'all Tennessee boys got it. I know I'm in North Carolina, but it's the same over here. Swamp <laughs> ass is real. Don't yeah. suffer. <laughs>
2: and what's fun- it's not the Manscaped official line, but it's my official line. What is it?
1: Hashtag. Don't be gross. Don't be gross. <laughs> yeah. Manscaped's going to take that on. I feel like, you know, they're going to be like, hey, there's this podcast that started this uh, yeah. wave of don't be gross. And we're going to use that anyway. So manscaped.com, 20% off code Wolfie. Don't miss it. But the main important thing I wanted to say before that, and we got on to a cool yeah. tangent there. Holy side you, man. Sidebar. It's okay. Side. Yeah, that's all good. I was looking through the analytics and I noticed how many people listen to us outside of the United States. I was actually surprised because I expected yeah. Memphis, Nashville, Tennessee, you know, maybe some North Carolina, maybe some Virginia, Kentucky, you know, that area. But no, I want to give a shout out to our Hessian friends in Germany thank y'all for listening. It's noticed. uh, There seems to be at least a good percentage of you that listen to us in Germany. So thank you guys. I wish I spoke German. uh, Um, Danke Shane. How's that? Danke Shane guys. (laughs) Yeah. Beer house. (laughs) And then also in Ireland, UK, Australia, Canada, Italy, Finland. There's a lot more, but the biggest percentage of them were in those countries, you That's know really cool. Rural Britannia, Love You Ireland, Australia, G'day, <laughs> yeah. Canada. We know what y'all are all about. Italy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And Finland, you guys, really, really means a lot, but Germany, y'all are showing out, so thank you all. I don't know if y'all can get Pro Wrestling Tees over there, I don't know what the shipping is for that, but if you go to Pro Wrestling Tees, wear some Wolfie for your friends in Germany, we really appreciate it, so... Yeah, but anyway, I just had to get that out there because, dude, I noticed that. How how does that make you feel, man? And I mean, I, when you approached me with this in the beginning,
2: like I said, I, I didn't have high expectations. You know, I, I feel like everybody's got a podcast now. But we're doing better than I expected in maintaining the, the the listenership and getting more and the sponsors. And, you know, it's way better than what I thought. So, yeah, man, it's, it's real cool to know that not just my loyal people around here, you know, that have been fans and friends for years. But, you know, got these people uh, overseas listening, you know, and, and I never went outside the U.S., Mexico, Puerto Rico. I never went outside of there to wrestle to this day. But that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: you know, we can always change that wolfie's getting back in ring shape here you know he might know about to ring shape as well. <laughs> hey hey never say never in wrestling yeah. right
2: i guess money talks
1: and money talks <laughs> hey hey and money talks for real
2: enough yeah. small talk for today let's get to these matches and i almost said this first one never seen it okay uh this will be a first for me watching it right along with you um Worked AJ, worked Christopher, both cool dudes. Worked him you know, a number of times. Great workers, great workers. Yeah. Samoa Joe, I haven't even seen too much of him. I don't know him, never worked
1: him. We'll be right back with the AJ, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels X Division title match.
2: Hey, folks, to get your official Live It in Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash live Wolfie D. Check it out.
1: If you're listening to Live and In Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. All right, we're back with Ask Wolfie to Watch. And in this episode, we are watching two matches, like we said before. The first one is the AJ Styles-Samoa Joe-Christopher Daniels X-Division title match at Unbreakable 2005. TNA was going pretty strong here. And this is considered amongst the considerers to be maybe the greatest TNA match of all time. This happened on September 11th, 2005. And we're going to see if it's great as everybody says here, Wolfie. So
2: was it in this match? So it is not the greatest. fucking.
1: <laughs> we'll watch that one, right? We'll watch that one some other time, but don't um, j- Hey, <laughs> don't joke about these things. All right. <laughs> so we're going to do the countdown here. So Wolfie, are you ready? Yes. All right. Three, two, one, go. Yeah. All right. I'm to bring some volume up on this here
4: It's time for the right. Championship
3: match And here are the X-Factors
4: Back in August The unbeaten Samoan submission machine Samoan Joe captured the Super X-Cup To become the number one contender The Fallen Angel X-Division champion He may have influenced the outcome last month At sacrifice, but TNA officials Insisted that AJ Styles Deserves to be included in the three-way I'll be
2: honest I, i've always i've always hated three-way matches to be in them i just don't like them but that's, i've
1: heard that dude talk about that a little bit what, what's the,
2: what, what? It takes from the it takes from the flow of the match there's no real especially because i mean you got to have it's never going to be an even baby face heel thing it's always two heels one baby face Two baby faces, one heel. It just makes it awkward. I don't know, man. So you know, because you figure if there's two heels, one baby face, you would think that the heels would usually. Why wouldn't they just beat the fuck out of the baby face and get him done? You know what I mean? That's right, like,
1: right, right. Then
2: you're for who's gonna pin? I guess, and I don't know. I just personally, I can do it, but it's yeah. just not on my list of things I like to do.
1: Right, right.
2: Ads here. Yeah. Oh, I push. All
1: right, let's get back at it here. Got Samoa Joe here. What a know. tough dude, man. I, I've, you know, I've always enjoyed his work, you know. <laughs>
2: but when I was there, X Division was all the little guys. How is he X Division?
1: I don't know that one. I won't, I, I can't say to that. <laughs> I think it was like the idea they changed it to no limits instead of yeah. no weight class. You know what I'm saying?
5: Yeah. Uh, I don't know.
1: I don't like it. Yeah. God dude, imagine AJ going to the Fed right there. <laughs> I mean, you can never turn back time, right? That's the whole point. But
2: Yeah. He went when he went. Yeah, yeah. But heck of a dude, man. Really, I, really good dude.
1: I've heard that. I've heard he's not only a good dude, but actually like low like low key hilarious too, I've heard. Yeah, um, yeah.
2: It, you know he was a like a cheerleader or a gymnast or something that's where he gets his background for being able to do all these flips and shit
1: yeah i've heard that right like uh, yeah that, that makes sense though if you think about it actually makes sense for the wrestling business in a way yeah. christopher daniels now you've had you have worked with him some haven't I've you
2: worked with him you know quite a bit
1: yeah how about him man great was, work
2: little, cool dude yeah. um smart guy you know
1: Seems to have found the fountain of youth too. He's still kinda doing it.
2: Yeah, yeah. He could go, man. He's always been able to go. There's a, probably a really good match we should we should do. A watch along one day with me and Brian against him and Elix Skipper.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: The two part on YouTube. It's the long match, but it's a hell of a match. We can do that. Jeremy Borash. Uh yeah I don't know like I said I don't know him Um, Samoa Joe there but we'll see I don't even know that I've watched him work before yeah I mean obviously he's got to be doing something right
1: yeah for the listeners Wolfie give us a time check on where you're at on it
2: I am at
5: 324
1: right to say. Okay, perfect.
5: Is this Asylum or is this uh, what you
1: I, I want to say no, this is not Asylum. I think, well, I don't know. 2005. Uh, uh, this is they, probably in Florida, right?
2: I think they left in 04.
1: Yeah impact zone or whatever they called it you know what's funny is when i was a kid i was first learning the instrument and i had a band called the impact zone (laughs) (laughs) i was like man they ripped me off no they didn't but it's okay this baby going here for real you know the one thing i noticed about if you watch a lot of these impact tapings you could see pretty much the same crowd right which is kind of good because you got a base crowd that really knows the product, but well, it I mean, also,
2: you know, it, I mean, and then you, uh, that's not a bad thing for your TVs though. Like you said, those two things, obviously. Yeah. I mean, that's, you got the people that are, they're right there every week. They know every storyline. They know what's going on. And yeah. So- of taking the chance when you move around and do tv you might go to a fucking dead-ass town man ain't getting with nothing
1: and this is right
5: TV,
1: you know? yeah uh they're going after chris here so i don't know do you
2: know in this right here who actually is babyface and who's here
1: so i want to say joe's the tweener aj's the baby and christopher's the heel
2: so you throw the tweener in there and that gives you even odds. Right.
1: Because people didn't like him as much as AJ, but also didn't hate him as much as Christopher Daniels. So.
5: Right, right.
2: Kicks to the back. Those are usually pretty stiff.
1: I've noticed that they only do. AJ
2: just- not slap his leg. Guys, you don't have to slap your leg.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, there, you
2: go. there you, you go. Know, slap was originated. The punch slap, I think, was originated by Bobby. That was the first person I ever seen do it. And when it came out, I'm getting coming to an ad here. Yeah. We'll I'll get past to, it. Uh, when I first saw him do it as a kid, I was like, holy shit. You know, you didn't catch it. And he wouldn't do it, but once a match, once every other match, or something like that. And then you got guys starting to throw the slap punch every time, and blah, blah, blah. And and I throw the slap punch sometimes, but I do not use it every time. I try to throw, like we were talking with the Lawler Dundee match, the different angles and the different types of punches and stuff to make it look more realistic. But. don't have to slap our guys on everything. I mean, I know that's a thing now. It is an absolute thing of guys slapping
1: on everything. Oh, yeah. Um, In I fact, know, like, I think WWE has banned it. <laughs>
2: yeah. and then it. Lawler used to do this thing, and I don't know. He and Doug Gilbert are the only people that I know that, that I've ever worked to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Doug took it from Lawler. But when you get punched, he will slap when he takes your punch, he will slap you in the uh, like side of the ribs right here as he's going down to get the pop, so you don't okay. have to. And uh, there's, there's a couple other things he does, sort of like that. But at any rate, you want to skip these ads now?
1: Yeah, go ahead, just give All us right. a time get- check when you come through it. Yeah, so
2: right. rolls up, Samoa Joe, the schoolboy.
1: What's your time Put check everybody- on that?
2: That is at uh, 610.
1: Okay. Perfect.
2: All right. Just changing. Uh, just going for pins. Going for submissions. Uh, there was a breakup. Yeah, yeah. Nice little pace. But yeah, just there's no real. It's just hard to get a rhyme and a reason to some of this when there's three people in there trying to win. Yeah. Of, it's a challenge. I'll give you that. Maybe that's why. I don't know. Just you got and you got to have people in there that know what time it is man That's really hard to do those matches if you got somebody that ain't that good right right timing that's another thing Your timing on everything because there's a lot of saves and shit like that your timing's got to be impeccable yeah uh, and without yeah. timing looking like you're waiting you know what i'm saying i hate that too you see somebody out there and you can just tell they're waiting for their spot to roll in you know
1: Yeah, that is That is so evident, you know, and that's true even for the fan, you know, that just has to be like the longest five seconds of their life that they're sitting there waiting or for the people that are in it. Like right now, you know, Christopher and they bounce back and forth, which is smart. So that way, Joe's not standing there looking.
5: Yeah.
1: And AJ and Christopher did their little gimmick there and. And you know God- God forbid, do a move real quick, let the other dude sell, you know, yeah. and nice, nice
2: sell for the chop too,
1: oh yeah, but I mean, if you're Christopher Daniels and somebody the size of Joe hits you, you gotta sell right,
2: well, yeah, but just it was uh it was a little unique in the way he sold it, not the typical, yeah, 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 yeah. He's giving them back. Those are always fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Tell me something. Cause I've heard this explained a certain way. Joe right there was kind of selling on the run, right? Like he wasn't really, he was kind of selling, but he was not really selling. Is that what that means? I'm, I'm Say what now? It's kind of like the undertaker used to sell. He would sell on the run in a sense. So like, It's not like he's selling fully. He's like kind of still moving.
2: Yeah, just Um, if you're if you're hurt while you were down, if you get up and you're running or you know feeding or whatever, you still should be selling. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. 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 Mm. Good. See, I
2: like that. He he sells in unique ways.
1: He does. He does.
2: There are textbook ways you should sell certain things, but then when a person puts their own flip on it, you know, I like that. I used to try to do that uh, like he was doing there, you know, just hanging, just barely able to stand up and using the ropes to pull yourself up and not just getting up and feeding somebody.
5: Yeah. See what I mean, timing right there. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a springboard. That's hard to do right
2: there. I wouldn't try it. <laughs> nice though. Everybody's selling. He didn't look like he was waiting on him. That's the other thing I can't stand. Everybody today seems to stand out there and just watch the guy. Come on, jump to us like the house. Like he's jumping out of a, a, a burning house, and they're waiting. They're the firefighters waiting down there to catch him. <clears throat> Get someone there. So we're at another ad here. I'm gonna go ahead and click out of it. Mine says skip ads. Should be at 10 minutes even. AJ, look at that. Yeah, that's some serious athleticism. Again, perfectly caught, safe. It's a different beast when you're out there knowing that the other two guys in the ring are uh gonna protect you and take care of you. Be there on time, not miss you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, like you said, it reminds me of the Blazing Fury ride in Dollywood, if you've ever ridden that ride. (laughs) You know my back. (laughs) All Southern kids know that one. (laughs) Yeah. Two. So that is not, is that Rudy Charles, by the way, as a red? I don't think that is, is it?
2: No, I can't remember the guy's name.
1: I know him. So also, you know, Joe, never in great shape, you know? Yeah. But always believable. Yeah. As like they say in Pulp Fiction, Brother Samoan, what are you going to (laughs) do? Yeah, I just didn't.
2: I never understood, again, because I didn't watch it, how, because I just don't. I mean, he's a good worker. I'm trying to figure out how they got him over so good. What did they do to get him over so good?
1: They put him against Kurt Angle. Kurt (laughs) Kurt made him, basically. Kurt Angle made him, Mm -hmm. yeah. He, like, came in and worked Kurt pretty much right away. Gotcha. Yeah you know if Kurt can't get you over, nobody can get you yeah. over. if he could only remember Wolfie D and well, Jamie
2: <laughs> well, I didn't look too rehearsed that's that's the thing, man. If you're gonna do stuff like that, it's got to look fluid. it cannot look as if it is set up, and that's hard to do sometimes, yeah. That's the my one big argument with today's guys trying to do so many things, and they're great, but damn it, make it mean something, and you gotta work it in where it looks accidental, or you know that just happened to happen. It wasn't, even though they know, you could still fool them a little bit.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: Now this match was requested by Jared on Twitter. He goes by at the Plastic Chic. We thank you for requesting this match. I think it's enjoyable here. But thank you, Jared. Thank you, listener Jared.
2: Block. here we go. Ooh, ooh. Those are slaps. Those are, punches. <laughs> Those are yeah. slaps to me. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Yeah,
5: Chris is good now. No transition
1: there. Would you say that, you know, Chris might be the better worker here because of his offense and
3: defense?
1: Oh! oh,
2: oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Chris is definitely really good. Oh!
1: <laughs> <laughs> Seems so easy to break your neck right there, man. Uh, just... Smash everybody. Yeah.
2: Uh, they were talking there. I don't know if he was hurt or something. Again, I ain't watched this and I don't know the outcome. I don't know anything. I don't know. He was talking to him right after that. Time.
1: Right, right.
2: Hey, bro, sorry. My fucking shoulder probably twirly twisted into your fucking rib cage. at Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally twisted. I think that's the exact name of the move.
4: Yeah,
1: uh, so they've kind of got rid of AJ here. That's yeah. kind of the idea, right? You get rid of a guy. You
2: got to get rid of somebody else. Yeah. Well, like I said, your timing's got to be there, which this their timing's been all the way on point. So you got that's something that looks pretty simple, but for him to be there on time, not make it look like he was. Being there on time and just everything. That's that's hard to do, man. As long as you got guys trust and you know are gonna be there on time, then it's that much easier. It makes for a makes a easy match, you know, in that sense
1: and I know you said you've never worked in the TNA six-sided ring that maybe you'd worked in one before, but I mean, what are your thoughts on the six-sided ring? I mean,
2: I mean, whatever. I mean, I guess if you can work in a square ring, you can work in a six-sided ring. Sure. They were trying to do just something different or whatever, but I don't know. I don't know that I really have an opinion on it. Uh, Yeah. I I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's great. This idea in wrestling. Uh, so
1: Right, right.
5: Look good. On that backsplash, I've never been a fan
2: of that because, like he did, and it would move, look good. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but he landed so far past him and just kind of, like, yeah, it's going to hurt a little bit, but that's not a huge, huge bump if yeah. he just ahead the head and, and, and lays his body weight on him. Yeah. Like that. So if they're going to do it like that, I like it, I guess. I don't know, it's not a move that I would use, but... When the guys do it, they always end up going a little bit past, just like on Jeff's uh, Swanton. One of the you know most famous moves, greatest moves. I'm not knocking the move whatsoever. Just for me personally, I feel I wish more body weight would land on some of those because then I think it makes it look. You know, I mean, obviously they're trying to take care of each other, but I just think they should lay those in a little bit more. That's just me. And then again, yeah. not yeah. a knock Jeff or Samoa Right, right my opinion on the move and they're doing the move as the move is mainly done, you know, and hell, I guess Jeff kind of invented this, didn't he?
1: Uh, yeah. I, I got to believe so.
5: Yeah. <laughs> you guys should shut up and that's just how you do the fucking move. Wolfie. <laughs> 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 All right. To break up. <laughs> Where are you at on your time, real quick? I am. I am at. Uh,
1: hold on. Uh, you're good.
2: Ten forty six. Okay.
5: Ooh.
1: Yeah, it's this. this uh, it's full of ads, so we apologize for that. But just <laughs> that's why I'm working in these time. Hey, that
2: checks. was good. That was good. They did a nice little spot there. I was wondering where it was going.
5: Yeah.
2: They did some of that. You miss, I miss. These uh, that the guys like to do now and fucking do a thousand times. But and see, they didn't look like they were waiting on him. They were standing there trading, right. punches, trading punches. Last second, they go, "Oh shit! There's a dude flying at us." Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Punch, right. punch.
2: Hey, there's this guy running the ropes right now. Let's stand here and watch him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, like they're out there like zombies staggering around. Yeah, yeah. waiting for Rick Grimes to come kill them. <laughs> That's a dated <laughs> reference. My bad, y'all. Walking Dead's almost over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I can't,
2: I've only watched one season of that show.
1: Yeah, I know I, the
2: feeling. Like, I, if I'm gonna I've, I've seen zombies and y'all shoot them, and okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, it's kind of. Now there's other
2: shit. All
5: right,
2: the top rope battle. What's. Super dangerous. People don't realize how easy it is to lose your footing and fucking fall to the floor.
1: Kind of reminds me of the Snooka Morocco gimmick, remember?
2: (laughs) Yeah. That was nice because they both take good bumps from shit like that. That could have been. Oh,
3: yeah.
2: Again. Could have been disastrous, but, you know, you got guys in there that know what they're doing. Yep. People are on their feet. They're with it.
1: Look at that. Whipping the towels around.
2: The the everybody's down thing. I always love that because that usually will get them going as far as people. If everybody gets down and you can get them them going.
1: Oh, I'm sure it's a shot of adrenaline (laughs) for sure.
2: Yeah. We're getting into everybody's tired fight.
1: Yeah. Joe was talking there for a second. I, it's probably just... Is there a point when they're so fired up that you could just about yell anything? They're like shit
2: right now. I'll tell you that. I don't know if that's what Joe was telling him, but they're yeah. fucking those punches in. It could have been as simple as that. Lay it in. Let's go.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Because mm. as soon as you said that, that's what started happening.
1: Yeah, yeah. This muscle buster here.
2: Yeah. I don't think I'd like that.
1: <sighs> I've but seen people. Yeah.
2: Not today. Maybe 20 years ago.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Might pop your back today. <laughs> real bad.
2: <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh, man. See that? It didn't look like he was feeding for that. That was nice.
1: Yeah. Now is this the NWA main event X Division title?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I
1: don't think so. I think it's the TNA one. Mike Porter didn't have a grasp on that, it before they went in.
2: They're it. doing they're, they're good it's, they're all good. Uh, this that didn't look like he the butt there like on purpose, you know?
1: Right, right, right. Right.
2: Let me hold this right here, now you kick it. <laughs> There's been a of, like, remember like a lot of times some of the ECW guys and stuff would do stuff where they hook a chair on a leg or hook it on a head and then take their time to go to the top and jump on it. And stuff I always hated that type of shit because I don't care if you're selling and you're hooked in there and somebody's taking that much time, you would take the fucking thing off your head. But now if I know there's situations where. You're completely fucking knocked out, and then the, then you could leave it there. But, but I just hate it when I see, you know, let's put this weapon right here, like the spread balls in the corner, put a chair in between the legs and take your time and wind up, you know. Yeah. I hate that. It, I mean, yeah. if it gets there real quick and then it's, it's sudden, boom, bam, it's going to get a better reaction anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Because at that point, I would have just pinned them if they were so out of yeah. it. I hate to say this. We went through one little more ad break there. What What's your time again, Wolfie? I'm so... Uh,
2: 2144.
1: Okay, perfect. Yeah, perfect.
5: That's an awkward
2: mode to tell you. I've got an ad coming up in three, i I'm going to skip it, if it when it gives me the chance. Okay. Are you at I'll,
1: it, too? No, it just happened to me. I'll pause mine, so... Just tell me when it's over.
2: All right, going back. I am at twenty-two oh two. Okay.
5: Yeah, lots of ads. That means lots of.
1: <laughs> They're making somebody's making money on this. Is what it means. <laughs>
5: Yeah, talk it up chris Jeez.
1: <laughs> Is, Dick me. well you know that's it. that's why a lot of people used to grow their hair really long right kind of <laughs> hi- hide that gimmick
2: it does yeah yeah head butts too <sighs>
1: yeah
2: a lot of good stuff in this um Oh, why would we call TNA's greatest match ever? I mean, it's a great match so far. Sure,
0: sure,
1: sure.
2: I I don't think I would want any three way match to be. Ooh, that didn't look good. Uh, I don't think I would want a three way match to be the signature
1: um,
2: match match of the right for the the show or for even my company.
1: I mean, wouldn't that kind of explain TNA a little bit though?
5: Yeah, I guess so. Damn, they're standing up there a long time. Oh,
1: yeah, but those guys are kind of like acrobats. Oh
5: yeah, you know. For
2: me, it was different. I get it from like, okay, let's get down now.
1: <laughs>
2: let's do the fucking move. Let's go. Right, right. Now, Joe, you should have pinned AJ first because he took the move. <laughs> Chris wasn't as hurt as AJ, and he pinned the guy that was less hurt. Yeah, <laughs> you think they did that on purpose? I <laughs> think so. the fans say that. Damn it, Joe, you dumbass! If right, you AJ, right there—you had a better chance of winning.
1: Right, right.
2: Psychology, and that's very good on their part.
1: I was at a show one time, and this guy was yelling, "It ain't a—it ain't supposed to happen right now. <laughs> it ain't." I'm like, dude, it, it, uh, I, I didn't even say anything to him, but I'm just thinking we know we get it. We're all smart. Just shut up. It ain't supposed to happen right now. <laughs> like he knew the finish. Yeah. Joe's pretty well conditioned for a big old boy.
5: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: You'd have to be to go match like this. He came out from that UPW out in California, the Rick Bassman okay. uh, promotion. And I know AJ was wild side with Bill Behrens, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a nice flip kick thing there. Oh dude, I love that Pele kick, yeah. It's stiff. <laughs> it has to be. I you mean
2: it's hard to work that, man.
1: All that momentum
2: <laughs> it's either take it or he misses and and both of you look stupid, especially you if you go down,
1: yeah, I heard a story about Benoit missing a move, and somebody somebody selling for it, and he made the two of them go back there and do like five hundred Hindu squats or something. It was. <laughs> What are they skin the cat? Is that what that's called right there?
2: No, skin the cat's on the ropes. Uh, okay. Skin the cat is when you throw them over the top rope and then they do the back flip, back they hang on
1: back flip. Okay. Back. Gotcha. Okay. Okay.
2: At least it used to be.
1: Oh, I'm sure it still is. I
2: just they, they've changed it. They've changed a lot of terms. That's another thing. Um not only there was a point and see i went through these points in the business where you know there were certain names for things and then you'd never called a move to another guy by the gimmick name of another another wrestler you know what i'm saying sure and then these guys started telling me they were going to give me the diamond sparkle johnny flip and i'm like <laughs> what <laughs> what the that just uh, it, it ended up being like a fireman's carry slam <laughs> like what the fuck are you what do you mean the diamond sparkles johnny slam <laughs> i don't I think know about a- those names came to my mind but anyway uh yeah they would they would do that shit and uh it, it, was, it would blow your mind and I, i'm trying to think it was me and chris champion and uh Chris called something. I can't remember whether it was to Jamie or to me, but it was like a, a spinning double dragon kick or some shit like that. And it had the word dragon in it and spinning, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But yeah. Jamie's saying to me, what the fuck is he going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Either being shot off the ropes or we're both being shot. I can't remember the spot, but I do remember that. And it was like, this shit is fucking funny, man. Just call spin
1: man. kick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a spin cake, <laughs> spinning dragon.
2: <laughs> but now everything is called by. And then there's. Uh, I'm sorry, I was talking through the finish.
1: Was that it's that all one? good? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Uh,
2: but yeah. And then there's moves. Uh, it used to be called a double knockout. Now I hear them say double down. Yeah, uh, uh, and instead of. Tackle, drop down, blah, blah, blah. It's float over.
1: Tackle, right.
2: Float over. Shit like that, man.
1: <laughs> so AJ's won this. Christopher's just all to pieces here.
2: Who beat who? I'm sorry.
1: AJ just won it. And in a yeah. crazy, weird pinning fluke. I got you. And bloody nose, AJ...
2: Well, I mean, there was a great match. I mean, whoever, uh, I forget who you said. Yeah. But no, good match, solid all the way around. Uh, Like I said, I don't know, I'd call that the best TNA match, although I haven't seen every TNA match. So, I mean, I'm one for judgment on that. But uh, it was damn good. Like I said, love both those guys. Samoa Joe, uh, that was probably the first full match of his I've ever watched. And yeah, hell worker, man. It was good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that one is definitely, I I would say from the ones that I have seen, I will say that's one of the better TNA matches. Now I've seen a lot and, and some are really good and some aren't, but I I would say that one is one of the ones that I like the most is what I'm trying to say here. I really enjoyed that one. There is a killer match with you and Killdozer and the America's Most Wanted that I want us to watch. Yeah. Uh, It's like a 14-minute match. It's a killer match. We'll watch that one in the future. That one was an amazing match. Y'all did a, a lot of good stuff in that. So we will definitely do that. But, you know, with that being said, AJ versus Samoa Joe versus Christopher Daniels. AJ with the victory there in the X Division title. We'll be right back with more from Ask Wolfie to Watch.
2: Let's take a quick timeout. And get a word from one of my dope ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Every day I'm
1: Jade Roper, the Southern Closer, is here for you if you're looking to buy a home and need the best deal on a mortgage loan. Now, while Jade's heart and soul is helping that first-time homebuyer, it doesn't matter if it's your first, second, or the dream home you've always wanted. She is there to help. Jade knows the area, the market, and she's invested in your community. She'd love to help you with all your home financing needs and will make it as easy as possible. All this makes her the official mortgage lender of the Live and in Color with Wolfie Podcast. Contact her today at 615-681-4282. Email at jroper at primeres.com or just visit the thesoutherncloser.com. NMLS 1794506. Licensed in Alabama, Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Powered by PRMI, NMLS 3094. PRMI is an equal housing lender.
3: you need the Rockstar Realtor.
1: Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. All right, we're back with Ask Wolfie to Watch, and this is the part one of a cool series that we're going to do here where you basically dictate what we watch. So that being said, the first match was AJ Samoa Joe Christopher Daniels Unbreakable 2005. It was a fun match to watch. Really cool to hear Wolfie's insight on that one. The next one is going to be even more fun, in my opinion. Now, this was requested by Facebook friend Tim Fox at Strongman Storytelling. Tim is is awesome. He he requests a lot of cool stuff. He asks a lot of cool questions. He's a strong man. He rips phone books in half and all that. So, Tim, we always appreciate Appreciate you, brother. And so he requested from ECW Television, Jamie Dundee versus Chris Candido. Now, of course, like everything else, the links are in the show notes. Wolfie, are you ready for this one?
2: Yeah. Uh, I remember this. Like I said, I don't know where I was. It was. I'm not sure. I think he just went up for like one shot, and that was it. But I don't know. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Is May 14th, 1998.
2: I don't think 98 was a real great year for me. I had Dean's. Gotcha. Been-
1: I understand. Yeah. Well, you know, we fight demons every day and we all know you got those demons. Whoop. Anyway, so this one is pretty fun. I'm going to start it out with some volume from Jamie. We're going to kind of laugh along with him here. So start it out on three, two, one. Go. It is jacket
5: that his
2: ex-wife made him. When nice. when when she made that jacket, I said to him, "I said, are you really gonna wear that to the fucking ring?" This <laughs> is at a time, but you remember back in the early the mid nineties, there the the uh, early nineties, really the yeah. the tunes with with uh, hip hop attire was kind of like a cool thing. yeah. You know, yeah. So he got the Taz one tattooed on him. But then th- th- everything was Mickey Mouse and shit, man. He had a Mickey Mouse pacifier he would bring to the ring sometimes. He yeah. had a, this jacket, and I hated it. And I was like, oh my God, because I wanted to be more hardcore, you know? Of course. <laughs>
1: I mean, y'all were at ECW, Hardcore Central, you know? Yeah.
2: Well, anywhere.
1: <laughs> right.
2: They'd be doing all his jokes. He's.
1: I love that little skip hump thing he was doing there.
0: I look around this building and I don't see a woman in the building and the reason that is is because every bitch
1: from New York is ugly and if I was you I'd leave the bitch at home too, okay?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I've heard these a bazillion
3: times. I'm sure. You know what? You remind me of something. Let me see what it is. It's my nuts, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. What in the hell are you,
1: girl? You know what, baby? I would tell you a joke that would knock your titties off, but I see you already heard it. (laughs) So you know these by heart, huh?
5: By heart. Your ears are so Look like your
2: mama. Dumbo. I gotta come to this stinking ass New York, and I have to wrestle a member of the
1: Triple Threat. I have to wrestle. God, he's a heat magnet, isn't he? Yeah. Did that make part of your job easy? Just knowing that he could get all that heat?
2: Absolutely. He'd get him round up before we ever locked up. Just a minute.
1: Hey, wait. Of course, that happened a little bit in the back, too, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. you so fat. You went to an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet and got a group
3: discount. I gotta come out here and wrestle Chris Candido. I'm going to tell y'all what this right here means. You
2: know
1: what this means? This is how many fingers you can get in Francis. Oh, <laughs> and he's holding up three. <laughs> get the triple threat out here, because I'll prove
3: to all you Yankee people the South will rise again. He still
1: believes that. <laughs>
2: yeah. In, I so stuck in... uh you know, a long time ago He's stuck in a land far, far away And <laughs> that's where it was <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah Look, that dude is just He reminds me of of like Like a Mighty Mouse Or something, you know what I'm saying?
2: I wrestled Mighty Mouse in Mexico One time
1: Yeah, dude, yeah, the- yeah,
2: yeah. French names What a nice lady she is Rest in peace, Chris Chris was our that was why we went to ECW. Uh Tracy Smothers and Chris kind of made that happen for us.
1: Dude, I've heard Chris is an amazing guy. Was an amazing guy, I'm sorry. He,
2: d- he deserved a lot better than what he had.
1: How many times have we all fallen in love with the wrong woman, you know?
5: Yeah, yeah, no.
1: I remember thinking she was the hottest thing walking there for a while, too, man. Good Lord.
2: Francine's very pretty. Very yeah. Pretty. Blue was was pretty, too.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, Jamie, I tell you.
2: I forget what he says right here. I heard he's got his hands full
1: with all the sunny days he's been having. Oh, a little. That's a little comment that, hbk made about bret hart which was actually the reverse it was hbk that had the sunny days but we don't we're not telling anything new there no dude candido looking great too look at that yeah and let's you know
2: Jamie, you know, we're known as a tag team, but we could both do singles as well. Jamie, this is a good match. I remember this match so watching it.
1: I well, love the the he's he's got work. the PG thirteen on his shorts there. You gotta love it.
2: Jamie can go, man. There's no doubt about that.
1: Now this is the Hammerstein Ballroom. You know, this is a famous Raw recorded, you know, there, ECW yeah. recorded there. I've heard it's a pain to deal with because of all the New York unions that you can't move any kind of thing without having somebody from the union do it. You know, I'm not knocking unions. Unions are awesome in a lot of ways, but man, that must have been frustrating for a company. I
2: I, I probably have worked there with either New York or ECW. I don't know. It looks familiar.
1: Yeah. I'm pretty sure you've worked there. So yeah. speak a little bit about this. When did you, do you remember hearing about when Chris passed?
2: Uh, yeah, but I don't.
1: Right. Right. Yeah.
2: It was at a time when a lot of people were done.
1: The same. Yeah. Yeah. The I love this initial setup here. They run around and they run around again, and then they lock up. Yeah, I, I love that.
2: Your time, no, no reason to hurry. You got the people already. Yeah. Look at that. They did a lock up and broke a lock up. They didn't even go into a spot from the lock up. Yeah. The way Jamie grabs the headlock is is good. I could break that down for you. I won't take all that time on just the headlock right now. but
5: uh, Whoa. Yeah. Arm drag. Chris claiming he pulled his hair because there's no way that that little guy could arm drag him
2: because he's so big i don't know if you've seen that pantomime there see that's a thing guys mi- are missing too man we used to call it shakespeare and when you're in the ring the people especially the ones way back they they might can hear you if you talk loud right and that, but also uh pantomiming what you're saying yeah uh, is huge man because that if they can't hear you or can barely hear you or something that helps them to understand what you're, what you're trying
5: to portray there, what you're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Who, who threw the best arm drag? Was it Brad Armstrong? Rick Steamboat?
2: It, it was good. It was, I, I think I've taken Brad's, uh, but Ricky Steamboat. And, and I'm gonna tell you something about an arm drag, man. It, a lot of it depends on the person taking it too. Mm-hmm. You can get really good arm drag. And I, I see what Jamie's doing here. I (laughs) I think that was rushed, though. That was just rushed. That should have been milked a little longer because I know what comes next is famous karate spot
1: Yeah,
2: up here in a minute. And I know what they're leading into. I wish they would have just milked that one part just a little bit longer because the cartwheel, obviously, in the chop looked like shit, which it was supposed to. But then he chopped again real quick, sold his hand, didn't really have time to sell the hand, and he got shoved down.
1: And, and he, here it comes. Yeah. There it is.
2: And the close up.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, the opposite of this, when we were baby faces in Memphis and he'd do that, he would do it and then he would start kicking and chopping and the heels would powder. And we even did it where he turned to the referee and the referee powdered. Then he, I come up to do the, you know, the booty bump deal that we do. And he turns to me and starts doing it, and I take a powder. And so everybody is, is out of the ring except for Jamie. He stands in the middle of the ring and does a little Chinese uh, bow, and the people <laughs> were
1: Yeah, because for years they'd seen him do it and never work. And then finally, it works.
2: Big hanging suplex.
1: Now, are y'all, t- if you, not you, but would you be talking at this point or y'all just quiet? I, at the, uh, yeah.
2: I used to do that move and Lawler cannot stand that fucking move. And I did it to him a couple of times and he came to me. I've never had him say anything like this or heard him, you know, tell somebody not to do something, but he's like, when you give me a suplex, just give me a suplex. Please don't hold me up there like that.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know what the reasoning is, but or was
1: how many pile drivers has he given? And he's worried about you hurting him with the suplex? <laughs> oh, that nice. bulldog. Yeah. Uh, so really, Jamie's got to do anything to beat this clearly more mm-hmm. um, put together professional wrestler
2: gave him a little hope spot there you got to throw those mc now everybody's selling we're not going back into a giant spot jamie's selling while chris gets the people yeah if a wrestler says one more time he's probably not going to get it
1: (laughs) right 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 yeah
2: shot to the floor jamie's side body block Ugh.
1: you know everything he did seemed textbook too you know who's that chris just everything <laughs> just yeah. looked perfect you know
2: yeah like a wrestler
1: yeah it? yeah yeah exactly
2: you can walk like a wrestler you can you know sell like a wrestler. Chris had a very old-school vibe to him.
1: That's what I was going to say. He seemed like he could wrestle in any era. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right to the eyes. He's still selling the rail, see? Mm -hmm.
2: (sighs) Mm-hmm. And I've seen this, I was
5: like, I can't believe Jamie just took this. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. It's a slight little fuck up and y'all are going to the floor together. Yeah.
2: And that ain't going to end well. No. So the superplex, Chris up top, diving headbutt, nice competitive match, but of course Jamie had to put Chris over being the tag team champion in the ECW guy.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: But that did not hurt Jamie, you know what I
1: mean? Right. Right, right. And you know what's funny is you know, that crew, Shane Douglas. They were the heels, basically, but Jamie comes in and you can't out heel the heel. <laughs>
2: and and here's the thing, uh I was I was gonna say this. Um you noticed okay, they did the they did the uh hurrican or the suplex off the top boom and jamie's down that's a finish right but because chris's move was that what it was boom jamie didn't have to not sell that you see what i'm saying yeah. i saw facebook the other day i don't know the two guys that were doing it, it was an independent gimmick um and the guy did he did a reverse her Karana off the top rope that looked amazing. It looked like it broke the guy's neck. You know what I'm saying? When I say reverse, right? They go back. Yeah. yeah. And fuck that. I wouldn't take that. So he did that move and then jumped up to the second rope springboard back. The guy feeds up into an RKO for the one, two, three. Yeah. Um, like, are he just totally to be able, yes, he got up selling and groggy, but fuck, you shouldn't move after a reverse her that looked like that. Why wouldn't that kid just take that move as the fucking, you know, the one giving it? Why wouldn't he just be okay with that was impressive and let me just go ahead and pin him with this instead of making the move almost irrelevant and the guy feeds up into a different move of less impact.
1: Right. Now yeah. Kid, I mean-
2: probably his finish or whatever. Sure. But then don't do that fucking karana right before it, you know,
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I don't know, man, I would have really thought of something different. If you wanted to put that move somewhere else in the match uh, to where, you know, you even had to you, you were hurt and after you did it, you had to continue to sell and prolong the fact that you go for a cover and the guy was able to kick out of this tremendous fucking move. And then later in the match, if you want to surprise fucking RKO, whatever. But the way they put that together, I was like, man, cause it looks so fucking good. And then I saw him jump up to the second and do the other thing where the guy popped right up, basically right up from a reverse hurricanana popped up into another move. I was like, Oh my God, I
1: can't. why (laughs) why why but yeah so i mean that is kind of you know why maybe somebody didn't (laughs) send their match to watch it but hey don't send that match (laughs) send a match you feel confident about everybody asks a veteran to look out the you know back and and say hey will you watch my match that kind of thing and you know That's the kind of thing we're looking for. Not necessarily the the deal Wolfie's talking about where you screw everything up, but... If you have a match you're proud of, send it in. We would love to watch it. Heck, if it's great, if he feels like, hey, man, let's bring this dude on yeah, here. Yeah.
2: If it was somebody sending one in, I'd for sure watch
1: that one. Right. Because you want to have the best that you can to talk about it. So that one, it wraps us up for Ask Wolfie to Watch Part 1. Two great matches, two totally different styles. Obviously, we understand why they wanted us to watch Jamie versus Chris. That one makes total sense. You know, I think Jamie's always entertaining. Chris could have been a wrestler in 15 different decades. Dude was made to be a wrestler. Yeah. The one thing that I would take away from both of those matches is they both had complete and utter control of the crowd. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that can be said for all great matches and for any great wrestler, really. You, you were they, confident. They
2: both had timing and they both had
1: psychology. There you go. Timing and psychology. Boom. And that brings the crowd, right? I mean, you know? Yeah. So anyway, those are fun. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Tim, for bringing us the matches. We do have some cool matches coming up for next week as well. Little bit old school and we like it. Definitely some of Wolfie's favorites, some of my favorites wrapped into one there. So with that being said, I think I hear it. Yeah, that's it. We'll be right back with current affairs. DJ hit the music.
5: A of
3: it's a current It's a
1: All right, we're back with current affairs. And Wolfie, you know, as is with everything, current affairs are ever-changing. And one week, it can be one of the biggest things to ever hit wrestling, and the next week, it's on to the next thing. So, one thing that we skipped over that I didn't mean to, but so many other things popped up, was back in the end of March, Triple H officially announced his retirement after 30 years. Now. Tell me this. What do you think Triple H's legacy is to the business?
2: Oh, um, well, of course he's going to be known for the curtain call or you know, what they called it or whatever. Yeah, right. Uh, be known for that. And being able to bounce back from that and be in the position that he got to be in is, is- – pretty crazy to me just knowing the business i mean it's kind of wild uh makes you think you know how much of it was a work or how you know you always got to think that as as the wrestler who's always being worked because he's been taught but man yeah just the hunter that was around when i was around i i i didn't even really know him that well uh had been around him a little bit but the hunter of now is a completely different guy from what i see you know being the executive guy and married to stephanie and you know vince's you know son-in-law and all that stuff i mean that's what he's going to be remembered as uh, a a great wrestler but also you know the uh the right-hand man i kind of would say to vince you know
1: yeah yeah
2: Married, married the daughter and got it kind of like a almost like back in the you know days when the like the knights and the vikings the the, the kings would give their daughters away to the to right. whoever wanted for you know what i mean almost, even though she wasn't given away but it was. It just kind of gives that feel to it, you know what I mean?
1: Well, I mean, if you think about it, she kind of was, dude. Think about <laughs> it this way. In a storyline, on a show, they are put together uh, as a thing that he drugs her and knocks her out or whatever, and then he marries her in a Vegas chapel deal, and then yeah. they're put together, they're essentially married, as they say, when wrestlers are married to one another. That means they're like, you guys in AMW were married in, right, in TNA. Right. That kind of thing. So they were married together while Triple H is kind of in the last runs of his China relationship. They were put together on TV and then it blossomed into a relationship that then has now been for so many years together. As we all know, kids, the whole nine yards. So in a sense, dude, you just said it. I mean, it is like the knight in shining armor getting the princess of the king. You know, it's just. (laughs) Right. Couldn't be said any better, actually. So I always thought that he really, you could clearly tell that he idolized Harley Race and and Ric Flair. You know, he was a body guy too. He was really into, you know, lifting weights, working out. But I don't know that he ever reached, in my eyes, the stone cold rock.
2: He was more of a a genuine heel most of the time, you know? Right. But as far as, you know, classic WWE matches, he's involved in a number of those. And yeah, so I think the reason for that is he wasn't really pushed as a babyface.
1: That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Never thought about it that way, but that makes total sense. I don't, you know, as always, Wolfie schooling me. I love it. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, I think it was almost 30 years to the date. And that was probably, you know, I think he officially retired sometime last year when he had that heart attack that almost took him out, you know, but anyway, I can uh, relate yeah, I know you can, man. That was scary, too. I'll never forget that, because I get a text from Michelle on your phone, and I'm good. like, oh, dude, you know? But anyway, well, we're glad y'all both made it through. Obviously, you're still here to talk about it.
2: I want to add this onto that. What I thought was actually pretty good and made it that much uh, more real. Um, I mean, it was real. Uh, I like the fact that he like, announced it on a sports Show on a sports network instead of just doing it on you know home turf. Yeah, totally. That made it so much more legit to me. And like an athlete is retiring, not here on home turf on our show. We're going to announce it. This is a real athlete. Who is recognized by a sports network and a, a very famous sports journalist there. And wasn't it Stephen A. Smith's show? Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it was. So for him to do that on there, I just thought was brilliant on his part or whosever idea it was, but also really good for the wrestling business.
1: It was. It was very cool and very real. And I remember thinking that as well. It adds an element of another level of reality in a business that doesn't get enough respect for its reality, you know, yeah. undertaker, you know, kind of did a similar thing. It's a really good idea. They've got a cool touch about that. That's again, one thing that makes WWE on a level that, is almost incomprehensible, you know? Well, anyway, next current affair here. You know, it's always talked about Vince McMahon. What's going to happen? Does he retire? His face looks like a hemorrhoid. No, wait, I just said (laughs) that. But he, you know, what's he going to do when he retires? What's he going to do when he passes away? Unfortunately, Jim Ross was recently quoted as saying that Vince would probably just sell the WWE instead of passing it on to Stephanie, Shane, or Triple H, Jim Ross said that he could see Vince actually just selling it as a whole and you know, maybe, maybe Steph, Shane and Triple H would get some sort of, you know, job with that, but that he could actually see Vince and the McMahon family moving totally on from it. You know, I know that's been so far from what everybody's thought for years as, you know, first you would have thought Shane, when you were there, you could have Mm -hmm. probably said easily going to be Shane, you know, because Shane's been active in the company since his twenties, you know, or even younger. then you, you see Stephanie come about and then Triple H getting, married and then they have kids and cement their legacy in the McMahon family. I mean, do you see kind of what Jim Ross is saying? What, what do you think and about
5: it?
2: J- Jim would know more than anybody and have a better uh, you know, view of it and a, a better educated opinion. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I would tend to say whatever uh, Jim Ross said, but, you know, probably holds more weight. I, I don't know. That's not, I've never been into all that sort of Side of the business, you know, um, sure, I don't keep up, like, yeah, of course, with just the product, so I definitely don't really keep up with that type of stuff.
5: <laughs> but,
2: um, having said that, you, you just never know when the time comes. I, I, I've always said, until he packs up shop, leaves shop, then nobody yeah. else, whether no AEW is going to have a chance, or mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you just can't, and right. uh, you know. If he does decide to sell it, I mean, maybe, maybe Triple H and Stephanie are at an age, especially Triple H having, you know, the body, uh you know, the body of a wrestler hurt yeah. and having a heart attack. Maybe he don't want the stress of it. You know, maybe he did at one point, but maybe now he's thinking, I don't know, I don't even want to fuck with all this because it's not like it's an easy job, right? <laughs> you know? Right? Yeah. You're not, no, I mean, you're not collecting money.
1: No, you got to know that that's stress and what does stress do? You know, what do they say when you're trying to get, you know, like when you came out of the hospital, did they say anything to you about, Hey, don't add on any stress, like don't stress. And no,
2: That's a gimme man. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. If the doctor said that for sure, but I mean, we all know that right. the, the stress can do to you on your heart and just everything, your joints. I mean, your stress levels do so much negative things to your physical body and your mind uh so yeah man i I could i could see him being like i don't even know if i want to fuck with this anymore let's just take our millions and go chill and (laughs) you know
1: yeah yeah
2: our lives together it's not like him and stephanie need any money
1: right Um, And (laughs) even if they're sold, I could imagine them still making money as shareholders off of the company for decades, you know, they
2: ain't just going to give that shit away.
1: Right. Exactly. So they're all going to be set, but either way, that's just something that popped up that I thought would be kind of cool to, to run across. Now, the third current affair of the day, Vince's grandson, Shane McMahon's son, Declan McMahon recently committed to the football program. For the Indiana Hoosiers. Did you see anything about this?
2: I did not see that, but I hope that uh, if he gets into the business, he does not use his
1: real name. Right. Right. (laughs) That could kill him, right? I mean... (laughs) <laughs> I can't imagine trying to be a McMahon coming into the business. I I mean, if you're not I would imagine he's got a contract with NXT whenever he wants it, if he wants oh, it, you know. Yeah. But I don't know that the Indiana Hoosiers are ever gonna be a stud football program, but dude, that's pretty cool either way, you know. I don't
2: they care d- what anybody says, man. When your parents and, and we've seen this in the news where, you know, Uh, high-ranking people get their kids into certain colleges and it caused a big stink. I don't know what was that, a few years ago or something. Uh, But you look at a lot of wrestlers whose sons end up going into college football and even to the pros and stuff like Animal Son, not saying there's no ability there, not saying they're not players, but you can't tell me that a famous parent doesn't
1: help. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, you gotta think that. And again, again, again,
2: not taking any ability away from anybody, I just know how the world works,
1: <laughs> right? And I'm sure there might be a wing named after Shane McMahon or Vince McMahon in Indiana now, you know. <laughs> All right, Wolfie, we'll go ahead and wrap us up. All right, once again, thank you
2: everyone that is listening. Share the word, man, send it out, tell them about Live and in Color with Wolfie D. Thank you for listening once again, and we will see you next week, live and in color
1: with Wolfie D. And now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: This is the big picture, Michael Jablonski. Don't forget to tune in every week to Jablonski's Pissed Off on the Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. The fuck's wrong in this sport is gonna tell you
4: pro wrestling fan there's something for everyone at the cheap heat tv podcast network from the pro wrestling discussion show cheap heat tv live to the interview show the jackson interaction podcast with the king of all wrestling media gene jackson to the silliness of the whitey jeekin show and the brand new zip xander's irresistible podcast with charles anders you can check them all out and much more over at cheap heat tv live.com In a world that has been completely divided for so long, two movie fans have decided to unite for the people and the betterment of mankind. One, an action movie buff, mother- the other, a horror movie fanatic. Together, They will try to bridge the gap of both genres into one podcast with their battle cry. Give me back my action and horror movies. Listen along as Charlie and Nate alternate each week talking about action and horror movies they cherish, mostly from the VHS era. Also, including some modern examples that felt like the movies they grew up with by answering the battle cry. Give me back my action and horror movies. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Look them up on Facebook and Instagram.
0: So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, They can find me on Facebook. Uh, My personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at D, And then on YouTube, at Live and In Color with Wolfie D Podcast. Our website is anchor.fm slash Wolfie D. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autograph. Photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. Also, do you have a product or business you'd like Wolfie D to talk about Let us know about it by leaving a recorded message over at anchor.fm slash Wolfie D slash message. Leave your name and contact info and we'll get back to you. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash Wolfie D slash message. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate, first of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening, and we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon, and our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cat
3: for you do He got a cat. I got a cat, you don't. He got a now, you He got a cat, he got and here we go, the original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating cause I'm spitting the truth, still livin' in color, don't rush your mother, utilize a hubcap like any other. other, back in the day, I was N.O.D., and I was P to the G, plus the one and the three, in case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D, been cloned and copied so many times, tied us up is taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping. Wrestling's first white boy coming out hip hop. Been doing it like this since 92. Lay for a while when you thought I was through. Listen real close to, rhyme to the rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected Mad skills, no taking that. There. There's no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks and obi them or this to Play games, so, so you better beware. You don't know like me, so what? I, I really don't care. All the time I keep ticking, and I can't be stopped. You set a step to the side unless you want to get dropped. When my am I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. I'm gonna wind it up, then I'm driving it home what Spooky D, baby. Huh? I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. I you got a cap for your dome. You Got a cap for your
1: zone This has been a James Rock Street production